Welcome to episode 29 of the Stolen Signs Podcast. I am Kendall Gilmet. I am here with Harry Pavlidis. Hello, Harry. Greetings. Greetings, wildcard baseball fans. Yes, indeed. Playoff baseball is here to stay for a month. and then We're in play-in. Sorry? We're in play-in. Play-in. At the moment. Yes. As, as we speak. Like yeah, I was thinking, listen to this. It'll be play off. It'll be play off. Yes, I was thinking about that. That that this game. So there was the, of course, two game one sixty threes that we experienced, and I was thinking this is so the wild card game is essentially always a game one sixty three, and uh, so now it was a game one sixty four, right? Essentially, sort to of to get to the playoffs. I mean, the the. Game 163 is a regular season. Right. The wild card game is postseason. So the main difference there is roster size then. Uh, yeah, you do have to cut your roster down to 25. Other, that is true. Other than that, for all intents and purposes, it's uh, similar. No, I mean, it's, no, it's no, different. It's you really similar. stack up. I mean, teams have like, what do A's have something like 10 relievers tonight? All, all, everybody's a reliever. Right. Um, they're bullpenning it. But, uh, yeah, no, so you do have a big difference. I mean, you go from your September roster down to a specialized one-game roster, which is quite different than what you have to do for the next round, which is figure out a roster of five games for five games. So it's quite a different. How would you change it up? For with, from from, from, from the wild card game? to a five-game series, what well, you need changes? More starting. You end up with more starting pitchers. You're going to lose some bench players. So you, you you lose depth. You lose convenient pieces. It's harder to have like a Terrence Gore type guy. You probably still can, but you don't have as many luxuries of having like a third catcher and a pinch runner and and an extra lefty. You know, there, there's at some point, you know, you're not carrying a full five starters, but you're not gaining. Yeah, you're really only getting back one. So, do teams typically? So, obviously, there's five starters in the regular season in your rotation. Typically, in the playoffs, is that cut down to three usually? And then, yeah, so it depends, right? I mean, some teams yeah. do. Some teams stick with four. Four, yeah. And then depends if you want guys going on short rest or not. I mean, that's that's always the big question in the playoffs. I mean. Freeland went on short rest for the Rockies in the wild card against the Cubs, and that worked out. He sure out. did. Fine. He sure did. He hadn't done that before. So, and then you see guys who come out with three days rest and, and struggle. It, it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, it suited him pretty well last night. I'll say that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just it, whatever whatever the reason was, it didn't bother him or it helped him or neither. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. So. So I, I I watched the game, the Cubs the Cubs game the wild card game National League and uh, and then today um, my son wanted to watch it and he didn't know the result and so like he sat through the whole game <laughs> and I was just like I knew the heartbreak was coming. <sighs> and it was a that's, it was a long game. It was a long game. But uh, he, he wasn't. Uh, he was upset, but he was like, "Good on the Rockies. They played well." So that was that was cool to see. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's been the quality of baseball's actually been good. There hasn't been a you know at this point in the year. <laughs> if you're still hanging around, you're good. Um, I mean, the two AL wildcard teams are were, they're quite good. So it's yeah, you're definitely not going to see. Uh, it's rare to see a bad game. I think that's a good one, or that's something to look up. Have there been blowouts? You know, in the wild card, I can't remember any. I don't know. I tend not to remember things like that very well. But uh, so yeah, so the Yankees and A's were kind of the two different uh, formula. Yeah, yeah. The, they started the A started with a relief pitcher, right? And the Yankees with a top front line starter. But by the fifth inning, Batanzas had come in, <laughs> and Trevino. Trevino had pitched I think he's pitched three innings oh wow so at one point put down eight in a row so definitely three innings at least um my attention has drifted here we're now in the sixth inning so yeah Batansis came in I think in the fifth so you know it's it's bullpens are early either first or fifth inning (laughs) it's definitely a little different but you can't screw around a wild card game it's just it's it's game seven Right. You have to win, or that's it. And it's kind of a, you know. Oh, yes. we're talking about your son watching the 13 innings. Yes. Oh, he, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he did all right. He, he's yeah. excited. But, that was a very long playoff game. They, they said it was the longest postseason game in the history of Ridley Field, I think. So, not too surprising. <laughs> no, so one thing that I thought was really interesting or funny or ridiculous was all of the narratives around, like, oh, this is the most, you know, whatever in a wild card game. It's like wild card games haven't been around that long. Like, yeah, they kind of have. Well, the single games, no, yeah, it's not been that many years, right? So uh, there's a lot of. Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like a lot of postseason baseball records are, you know. Yeah. It, it, yeah, you're right. It's like the longest in in the in the, in the, in the tenure history and things like that. But there's also the like, guys who accumulate tons of innings or yeah, hits. Like Lester or, with innings pitched. Right? Yeah, it's like, it, it's like, yeah, there's. He's... It wasn't like this in the past. It's really that's a really. Those are really weird records because <laughs> they don't really they, – they mean less than a regular season record. I mean, regular season record, oh, it's hard to compare across errors. Well, this is like guys are playing four times as many games. You know, many more teams make the postseason more and more and more. So the the who has accumulated the most postseason whatnots is – I don't know. You have to constrain it. But again, then it becomes like, okay, <laughs> 10 years. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's still, still something to be said about it, but I just – the uh, yeah. the fun factisms of uh, of that kind of lo- lose a well, little how, bit of how, how important are playoffs to baseball? Yeah, no, but seriously, how how important to the overall enjo- like enjoyment of the game, or like historically well, speaking? Well, I mean, I think well, I think there's it, in every way. I mean, there, there's like there's this you know. Playoffs are a crapshoot. The regular season is what really counts and whatnot. But, but let's be real. Like, it matters making the playoffs, right? Uh, it matters to the owners. Well, it matters, matters to, to the players. players. It matters it, to the fans. So yeah, I mean, you want to make the playoffs. Yeah, but but, be, I, but beyond that, yeah, I mean, beyond the obvious that it's better to win. It's the you know, 
Mike Trout has yet to play in the postseason. Players who never made the postseason, their careers may not be remembered as well. Like the the you know Jack Morris pitching great in the World Series made his regular season performances feel better and seem better in retrospect. Uh, there's cementing of legacies in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, yes. It's, but at the same time, like, are there people who like won't vote for a guy if this team didn't make the playoffs for most valuable player award? You know, there's there's that. There's the Bill James win share. You know, the win thing. That there's there's been all sorts of there's there's at every level of the sport. You know, from the old fashioned, yeah, you know, he's never won a title to the the newfangled. You know, what's the value of a, of a player's performance? It. There's there's sides that's that take the side that well if you didn't make the postseason it doesn't matter. Yeah, I th- well I think in evaluating a player. Oh, by the way, Mike Trout has played in the playoffs one time. Two thousand oh, fourteen, three games. Three games. See, yeah. that's not very much. He hit hit a whopping. 083. Oh, you know now I do remember because he played poorly. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah. But yeah, well, okay, so good but, enough. Yeah, you might, yeah, might, might, might as well have not have played. But I think overall, though, like in thinking about it in like more broadly, like do the playoffs matter? I don't, in in some ways, I don't think that they do because like the end of the playoffs is the World Series champion, which is, of course, every team and every fan's, you know, like goal and dream. But only one team wins a year. And now that there are 30 teams, 29 teams don't get that and so 29 fan bases don't get that and so we're all kind of conditioned to well not, yeah but how many years series. how many years of losing that's another one it's like it's if a like, player are you willing to put up with is that yeah as a I, fan yeah. i mean like the, the pirates went like 20 years of not making playoffs or even having a winning season or something like that right <laughs> cubs went 100 years 108 years of that or something like that without winning a world series like uh, 80, 90, something like that, without, without playing in one, 70, something, yeah. Um, so, playoff drought. Like, you know, so there's how much are fans willing to tolerate? That's, you know, and how much does uh, a player who's perennially on bad teams impacted by that? And that's not as much of an issue in the free agency era, but yeah. 69 Cubs took a long time for Ron Santo to get in. And so one of it was like, well, that team didn't win anything. They have too many guys. You can't have another guy. And, you know, so the, there's definitely a... Yeah, I'm trying to think of, of other guys, too, that that might... Um, that never played in the postseason. Like there's, there's... More like of the last 20, 30 years who are like studs but weren't ever really postseason factors... No, I mean it's hard. I mean it's. I'm not going to remember anybody. Yeah, top. <laughs> right. top but you remember the guys who like super performed, like yeah. Beltran. Yeah, there's, totally. there's, you know, Daniel Murphy had big playoffs. Well, I think Bumper the, and then there's also like two. guys who just do one thing. You know, Ed Sprague had I think one good you know at bat in, in the '93 World Series, and I think that sustained his reputation for many years. You know, Tony Wal Tony Walters hit it. You know, had the big hit and the. Rockies game, dude hit 170. Baseball has that about like Terrence Gore. Like Mm -hmm. Terrence Gore is going to have a career 
based on postseason running. Yeah, he, running he's backs. in your organization yeah. in the hopes that you can just use him as a pinch runner and and an October. He's just, <laughs> he's going to have like a long career because he'll probably oh, stay pretty fast for a long time. Yeah, I and, imagine. Yeah, he's so, not going to lose too quickly. So I think, that but that, you know, he's always one bad one one injury away. Yeah. It's gotta be, oh yeah, for sure. Him. And and he's not going to be getting service time. He's going to be in the minors. So you know he's got a weird baseball career. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. But you know, better than Herb Washington tried to say they tried the same thing with him with Oakland in the seventies and didn't work out as well. But Gore's done it now with with Kansas City and and with Chicago. So he'll, he'll be somewhere else next year. Maybe he'll still be at the Cubs. Who knows? But yeah, that's a weird job. The October pinch runner job. Yeah, totally weird. So baseball is really different this time of year. It's like, it, it really, it, it becomes a different thing. You use your pitchers differently. You have different rosters, structures. I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, you're not playing the same thing the same way as you did to get there. You have to change styles. It's a, It's just... I don't know if it's style is the right word, but just to make the complexion of how the game is played is different. Like, I mean, is that, as as a front office is thinking about setting up their organization, so say they're in a position to make a run at a division or a wild card or whatever, how does that affect or influence what they might do at the trade deadline or signing... um, like waiver, like waiver claims or things like Isn't that. Isn't that how Gore ended up with the Cubs? Yeah, totally. Yes, no, you absolutely. Then you go looking for that extra relief pitcher. You know that that extra guy. The, the, you you start to look for things, just and they can be very very niche oriented. Like we need yeah, a well, sidearm like, lefty. You know? Yeah, I mean okay. the Cubs with their pitching, like um, Jesse Chavez and. Garcia and De La Rosa. Well, Chavez was more of a bigger, you know. Yeah, think, but like but all of Garcia that is was like very much off. Of, yeah, pack the bullpen with guys who. Well, look at Oakland dependable. did all, all. Oakland did that all July. Like in four days, they signed, you know, traded for four four relievers. So I mean, they, they made their team up for this game in July. Like that was when they made like this. Right. Like we can bullpen a, a one game because that that's that kind of at the point where they're like, okay, we're probably not going to make it. To the post to the you know the division championship we're gonna have to play in in one game what's our best chance you know maybe that was part of their formula <laughs> who knows it'd be interesting to find out if that was part of it but it could be you could be actually structuring your team i mean that it's also helping your team get there too in that case but yeah. it it has the benefit of saying okay we also you know we can also have we also have that option to play off game now the brewers are even are even planning on bullpenning it in right. game one game one so that's you know how much of that is them being cagey about what their pitching plans are and how much is we're gonna go you know seven guys <laughs> um i don't know well i think that the the strength um from my experience of the brewers uh there's one of their bigger strengths is their bullpen as opposed to their starting pitching which is um it's like their bullpen has carried them a lot. I, well, yeah. So it makes sense yeah, that they would, a, they would be a team that would do that. Yeah, and some of their guys can go multiple innings. So I think is Woodruff there, and 
he's Anderson. I mean, there's a few guys they can do, but you you do have the Hader and Jeffries ending, yeah. which can be four innings, three innings. So that's pretty important. I mean, the Yankees used to do this with Mariano Rivera. He would get you know, multiple outs. He wouldn't just get three. He'd, he'd, he'd stretch deeper. So you, you shorten up with the bullpen, the, the game, so much. So it's really just a bit of a natural progression. It's a bit of a jump to go to the this guy's coming in for an inning or a batter. Uh, but, you know, so here's Oakland's got Blake trying in, 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 I think, the sixth inning. Maybe it's the seventh inning. But it's 3 nothing. They just took Rodney out for Trinan. So, yeah, it's the sixth inning. It's a, and it, so this is uh, different. <laughs> you know, the, the game, they can't let the game get out of hand, so they're going with their best pitcher. Yeah. So it's kind of funny is that if you do enough success, you're going to loop back around to some of your not best pitchers. And so right. it always seems to go back to, to depth. And p- baseball is the only sport that's really like this. You know, in, in basketball, you pretty much know who's on the court and who's going to get the ball in the big moment. In football, I think you pretty much have a limited set of options that you trust to go with in a big situation. In baseball, <laughs> your entire fate of your franchise may be dependent upon a 170 hitting backup catcher. So there's definitely a uh, benefit to baseball's chaos and that the defense has the ball thing so you you and even then they you know when you run out of pitchers you 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 end up with these scraggly guys if you think back to when the cubs won the world series it was montgomery on the mound and martin michael martinez i think at the plate i think those are very you know not major parts of the team (laughs) yeah well it's certainly not how you're brought up at the you know like it's not what you you know out on the playground be like i'm Michael Martinez facing Mike or yeah Mike Montgomery in the bottom yeah, of the ninth. Yeah, okay, and that's not no, what you make that's it not what to you be. Do. Yeah, but that's how it actually ends up working. And to me, that's one of the better things about baseball is that. So I know it drives people crazy, and they're they're that some non-big player has a huge role in the thirteenth inning of a game because the way managerial decisions went and. And the pressure of each decision, the value of each out earlier in the game, that you suddenly have this almost out of control situation <laughs> where it's like, well, this is just who we have. Let's see what happens. How much of that? Yeah. How much of that do you think? So, like, obviously, people are going bananas in Chicago. Um, yeah. And like, but like, this is a, a normal thing. Like. You can agree or disagree with Madden and how he manages or whatever, but like the decisions that were made, they're not like totally off the wall crazy decisions. And in a lot of ways, it's a, you know a normal situation like you're explaining, where you use high leverage guys early when you need to and, and things like that. Like you don't ever assume a game's going to go 13 innings. Right. Yeah. You don't assume that you're going to bring in a third starting pitcher, you know, in a, <laughs> in a one, one game. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, you have to go. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a very different situation. <laughs> so I, I wonder like the average fan, I don't even know what that looks like, but like the average fan, like they, they do expect it to be like, um, you know, Wade Davis pitching to, you know, 
Anthony Rizzo or Javi, Javi Baez? That's a good question because I'm not sure. I think that's one of the most, one of the more salient aspects of of baseball is that you don't have that ability. You know, with with the exception of like these elite closers, maybe you can have that. But the the notion that it's going to be you know Bryce Harper. Or Mike Trout, you know, teams like don't taking know. the last shot, kind like, of. Yeah, like, exactly. You don't have that. I think that I don't know. I you have to ask. Do you have to ask people who are newer to baseball fandom? I will do that actually. Ask ask people about that because pretty much every other sport, you know, the the offense has the ball. Yeah, like, and you can kind of define like, okay, we want Michael Jordan. Sorry, if I'm my basketball. You know, illustrations a little dated, like, but like, you know, you want him to take the final shot or Steph Curry or, or whatever. Like, LeBron's getting the ball here. Yeah, you know that, and so yeah. you know you can't be like, all right, you know, Stanton's coming up here. Yeah. And now people have like proposed that as a rule change, where after the ninth inning, the the, the, the you know you can move your lineup. Around. No, like people don't understand the crux of baseball. Like it's that. It's that uncertainty. It's not that like, okay, I'm just going to move Stanton and flip him over to here because it's the 10th inning and the rules are magic. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, that's that's not how baseball works. The whole point of baseball is you're managing ahead innings, games, even. And months. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like what Madden was saying was like, I'm, I'm managing three games ahead. And then the next game, he's like, well, this is easier. I'm managing two games ahead. And so yeah. it's like he has to be thinking about all this stuff. And, you know, Frank from uh, Cicero doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. even, you know, like that's not in his thinking when he's. I don't want to see them. There's the don't worry about tomorrow. It might rain. It's like that's a very, you know, great, cute statement that we, you know, cliche in baseball. But the reality is you are totally worried about the next day and the next month and you know and well, at this point you're right it does shorten down so suddenly when it's like okay now this is for real like there is no tomorrow and my probability of there being a tomorrow is is decreasing you will see decisions be made that don't look optically the same they may feel icky as russell carlton wrote you know it's like, yeah. why does this feel weird it's like well because it's because it's, it's october and you don't have, you know, this, that's it. Well, that pitcher still looks kind of front. You know, he's done. You know, you don't have, you don't want to take the risks. And and part of this is also we know better now about the dangers of leaving pitchers in multiple times through an order. You know, it's and it's it's to your advantage to be a bit more aggressive taking your pitchers out. But it shortens up your bullpen in the case of a long game and things like that. So you you have to hold things back or worry about you know Plan C if it comes to it, and that that makes baseball very interesting. Makes it different. It's definitely different. I don't think it's. I don't think it makes it less representative of baseball. It's just compressed timeline. You're at the you're at this pointy end of the stick. Meaning, you don't think it's not representative of baseball because it's the playoffs. It is. I'm different. saying it is. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm saying it right. is. It's very much a distilled essence of baseball, yeah. if anything. Where it's like, no, this is it. This is more like what, when you get to this point, this is more like what you see on the playground. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we're not, you know, it's like this is the game. No one cares about saving Ralph for tomorrow. And, you know, you just play to win today. And I think this is, you know, when you get to this point, it may look very different from the conventional baseball. We see 162 days a year. But 
don't know, it's just as good and pure, if not purer, because of the focus. So I no longer buy. I'm, I'm kind of backing, you know, I'm kind of realizing as, as we're talking that I, I really no longer subscribe to that playoffs or a crapshoot thing. Because you can really, as we've discussed, you can really plan and build and strategize and, and how you build your roster and have a Terran score hanging out in AAA all year or pick him up late in the year just in case. But isn't there, just, isn't there still like, it, I mean, it is kind of, kind of a crapshoot, like a short series. Yeah, it is, but it's like, still like, it's not, you know, Hey, it doesn't matter. Like you can't prepare for this to just roll the dice and go. It's like, no, 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 you absolutely are preparing and organizing and, you know, playing starting in July with Ross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, you're, you're getting, you're getting ready and figuring out cause you don't have that luxury. Just go, Oh, well, watch us see how it goes. So the whole, my shit doesn't work in the playoffs thing. It's like, well, then it's, then it's incumbent on you to make, make shit that does work there. Like that's the trick. That's like, that's the hard thing right. is to, to get through 162 game season you know, either win your division or win a play-in game, so-called wild card, and then it's very, and that in itself is different. And then it's then you have a five, and then you have two sevens. You're going to have DH or no DH, you know, depending on your perspective. Change, you know, for some of your games in the end, and it's you know it's different. So you know what you know how it's going to be different. So there's really no excuse for organizations to be, you know. It's a crapshoot, or the way we win is not how you win in the playoffs. It's like, okay, well, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Do you start, think start that, tweaking your roster in July? Because, you know. Yeah, because you know it's coming. Do you think right. that there's, um, like, as there are teams that, you know, supposedly are so, you know, they, they know how to win, or, you know, they're ready for the playoffs or they're experienced? Like, do you think that some of that? organization is organizational as in like so theo epstein knows how to structure a team and yeah that, so, i would I like, think so i would hope they've learned from the experience whereas like i'm trying to think of i'm looking at the the brackets here like who's the gm of colorado i don't remember um it's a newer younger guy i think right um I, I don't know if that matters as much because you're going to have people experience around you too. Okay. Yeah. So I, I really, I really, you know, these young GMs have, you know, there's plenty of gray hairs around and you can be 35 or 40 and totally get this. I, there's no, you, you, it's a matter of X of, of making, of, you know, how good are you at making the decisions and executing the plan to do it? I mean, I don't know. Rockies are in the division series. We'll find out. I mean this, but this, you know, and sometimes you just don't get it right. Sometimes you do get it right. Some of the players just don't execute correctly. You know, it's just, you know, it's it's not that. It's not it's not a just the same with like players as it is with the decision makers. It's sure experience can be beneficial if you've learned from it, but experience is not always going to stop you from being making good decisions or playing well. So inexperienced people can do well in in these things. But yeah, in terms of running the decision making, the organizational planning, you hope that you have a group of people who know how to do that. That's some highfalutin stuff that we're talking about. So yeah. It's perfect. It's actually reasonable, I would say, to say, "Look, we're just trying to win the division and have a chance every year." 
but it's it's at the level it's like and then we'll just see how it goes i mean we'll just do our absolute best to configure the pieces we have at that time but our focus is on just trying to win a division that is a rational thing to say but you, you you're not going to be that's the people want the championship well also i think that getting yourself in a position to win your division is putting yourself in the position to compete against the best teams in the league Right, you, Which so means, you already you've got a shot already. Yeah, so if like, you're that good, you can reconfigure. But yeah. these teams who are like, look, we want to really eke out and maximize every chance we have here. How do we configure a man to roster such that we can snag a, a Terrence score? You know, I mean, the Cubs did all that those these good micro moves, right? And they picked up a whole lot of relievers at the end of the year. It didn't re- end up really mattering because nobody was hitting. Uh, the bullpen ended up being you know, two key injuries. Although Stroke made it back to pitch one more inning barely so it, it may not matter like your players may just not perform so it's really or you have a shitty plan and the players just go nuts right and outperform uh you don't know you just it's just that's kind of the fun of this it's hard to really tell which is which and even having inside knowledge you may not know yourself if you're in the front office what, what it was that you did that worked <laughs> yeah no, that's true well let me it's, ask you this um so the cubs as we know, and I know that we're kind of Cubs heavy, but they're they were just eliminated, and probably the team that I know best. And um, anyway, uh, so they played like what forty one out of the last forty three days coming into the. Yeah, they said they're good and tired, and yeah, spring or whatever. I don't know. Everybody has bad travel schedules. I mean, it's a good possibility, but I don't know. Uh, it, it, I don't know. Do you think I don't think, I don't think there's hitting, an hitting woes. No, I, I would not. I would not fall for that siren song. I would definitely say that that was not advantageous to them, right. and that. But I, it, you, you still have to hit. You still have to travel. The Mariners have crap travel yeah, every year, all year long. So I, I, I really, you know, I, I don't feel too badly for the Cubs. I mean, I get it. They had right to, to moan about the bad luck, but guess what? That's baseball. Yeah, well, I think sometimes that, that, you get the, sometimes you get a good break. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you don't. Oh, my joy's got nuts. Uh, mounds don't. Oh, he's safe at home. Okay. Uh, so yeah, okay. So um, back to players that didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yes. So Trout had another great year. But uh, I think I think he's so great so often, and that they don't make the playoffs that he's not going to get that much luck. Underwhelming, yeah. To, the, to folks, yeah. Is Otani going to be the rookie of the year, or is it going to be this Yankees third baseman guy who made the error tonight? I think Otani will. He had his surgery, by the way. Yeah, I saw that. Just because, or mainly because of the well-deserved hype and attention over Andujar and uh, you are really well yeah no he's he's they he had an amazing year and then um I think Otani has because he is literally it's unprecedented so like, yeah you know, no, like, it's like another like this uh, MLB random stats tweeted this one out uh, 10 home runs, 10 stolen bases, and 10 games pitched. No one's ever no one's ever done that. That isn't like Babe Ruth, and that Ruth never even achieved. 
It's not even that like playoffs in the wild card era. It's just so. really, <laughs> well, you know, it's weird. Like he, he did the thing. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. He got hurt and he won't be doing it next year. But well, I think back that that's, that's, that's the crazy part because so he got hurt and then what the day that he got diagnosed, he went out and hit two bombs. Right. Yes. And then continued hitting. Yes. And then as soon as the season ended, he had the like, surgery. And so, I mean, the season's the, barely over. He had that. He already had it. So, and he's gonna hit next. The word, word on the street or whatever is, he's gonna hit <laughs> next year too. while he's rehabbing. Yes, he's Tommy he's John. expected to be back and hitting in May for them. I think he, he's basically not gonna miss too much of next year. And he'll be yeah, exactly, and he'll do his uh, pitching rehabilitation on the side. Yeah, as you do. Well, he's the designated hitter. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Um, I mean, I guess physiologically it makes sense the way the elbow takes the it doesn't, you know, it, it is the way he bats left-handed. So yeah. it's not it's not a problem for him, strangely enough. So you have to wait a little while, but not anything close to what it would be if he had to throw. So that's going to be uh, good to have him back. But it's going to be... You know, it's a bummer that he's not pitching. Yeah. I hope he, assuming he'll be back in 2020 pitching again. So. Yeah, and he's what? He's 24 now. Four. This was his age 23 season, but he's 24, right? Okay. Yeah, I think he's 24. I'm not sure. Yeah. Something like that. But, so, yeah, no, he's, he's got plenty yeah. of time. Wow. Otani has O-time. Um, so there's, I, I really don't regret the hype and enjoyment we had this year because we definitely had the attitude i think both of us that we should really everybody should really enjoy this because this is amazing and you know he got hurt pretty seriously so we don't know for for this year we saw uh we saw the guy do the thing well i think it's cool too because it's like yeah we saw the guy do the thing it was it was as advertised yes (laughs) and and even if he doesn't pitch again like you know, some, some guys still, don't. Still, I know, that. even if it's like some sad story where never you know, like, oops, they attached the ligament wrong or something. Yeah, it's like he's still. We still saw that. Still, that really still happened. A stud, stud right. hitter. Yeah. Some is, of your kids are old enough, perhaps, to remember it. Yeah, uh, I see people in Otani shirts here in Chicago, just on the street. You know, just like random. And uh, it's it's cool. Like it's very good for baseball, and I don't think it's the end. You know, I mentioned no, this yeah. to you at. at around the office as it were um, about what player cards, you know, what, what, what a web page looks like for a baseball player. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, and do how much, you know, how much is it going to be built in the future on this, the two way, like how much more common is that going to be? It also makes me, you know, more also in a more properly, possibly immediate fashion, is that women's baseball is quite prevalent. Yeah. So it was. There's a lot of players who played multiple positions, including pitcher, um, in the women's World Cup. So that was. So since we're putting together some stats and sites for that, it's kind of coming up. It's going to come up <laughs> faster than I kind of. Like let's think about this like in the abstract and for the long term. Now, now, you know, today I realize like no, we got we got to do that now. Got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. No. So this, you know, there's this. It's kind of funny that it, it's good. 
women's baseball will be leading the way in terms of this. Um, but yeah, we have all the pitch tracking data from the women's World Cup. We got, you know, we have like seven or eight thousand pitches out of like the ten thousand that were actually thrown. Oh, not everything cool. is tracked. We're missing one game. Got all the home runs. Not everything. Not every batted ball is in there. We have all the data, and so we set up Brooks set up a site, and we're still tweaking things and setting up because the data is different. We want to we want to expose more data, pitch by pitch, and with the on the flip side. The, the movement isn't that good. Like the recording, the radar system isn't that great at measuring the movement of pitches. It's much better at like just the speed and spin, right? So, you know, we're kind of changing the focus of it. So it's pitch by pitch, focus on those things, more batted ball stuff. We're also gathering lots of data from other, you know, tournaments around and, and leagues around the globe. And so we'll hopefully we'll have a nice centralized site. And, and that will be, you know, in some ways good just in itself but we'll also get to learn some things which happen to be relevant problems I think coming up for how we want to yeah. change how we present major league players because it's not, Otani's not the last it's just not going to and we have the position players so many more of those guys pitching and I think people yeah. will kind of want to know yeah, sure. Who those guys are? It's kind of might be kind of a fun thing. Who knows? Maybe fantasy leagues will start counting both ways now. Oh, that's like, a whole, why not? Why not? That's such a like crazy, crazy thing because like I remember, you know, like the pitchers who rake, you know, like so Bumgarner, and then like you hear people, you know, grousing because you know he hits a home run and but it doesn't count and maybe they're in a head-to-head league or something and so <laughs> he had two home runs this week and it doesn't count but at the I same time i think one. we should do away with the, the pitchers hitting yeah. thing or at least have it all the same but get maybe get rid you're not going to get rid of the dh i think that's not going to happen right so i think we should probably have the dh in the national league because it's kind of annoying to have it different it's weird the postseason it's yeah. not that great to watch pitchers hit, to be honest. It's really not. Um, I tell you what, baseball, if you think your pitcher's such a snappy hitter, okay, put him in at DH. Pinch, use him as a pinch hitter. Let's not pretend that all these guys are, you know, viable batters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this is just one, again back to the cubs um like Stro- strope getting hurt you know in the at the end of the game running out the yeah that ball, and it's like crazy. that's like weird that was that, that we a, shouldn't a, be that's too, a weird thing in, in general but like yeah like that shouldn't we shouldn't we shouldn't be too over that's like people are like that's a great example it's like well on one hand it is on the other hand it's like that we shouldn't get too hyper reactive about yeah. something that unusual like you, because you may lose the DH and have pit relief pitchers batting the fifteenth inning yeah. of a regular season game, yeah. just because of you know you've run out of hitters. So that that may happen anyways, and it, it, so the risk of a guy who's normally never going to bat or run the bases doesn't completely go away with a universal DH. I don't know, but there's always guys getting hurt like doing stupid things. Like sliding, um, there's a picture of like you didn't get hurt, but some pitcher was sliding head first into base. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh my goodness! Like, what do you know? It's like you don't do that. So I mean, there's there's definitely um, if you're going to do it, be good at it. And I think that's one of the issues 
is that it's not major league quality skill. Yeah, these guys aren't very good hitters. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, it just seems inevitable to have universal DH. Just, just, I don't think, it, and I don't think it will be a bad thing. I don't like. It's not like American League Baseball has been trash for the last you know forty five years. No, they've done all right. It's fine. It's like people watch like I'm watching American League game right now. It's fine. I'm not like, gosh darn it, I really wish a pitcher would come up to bat at one of these points. Could you imagine thinking that? Like, I'd really like to see this guy who's pitching right now come up and hit next yeah, thing. That would be really great. I want to see him. No one wants to sacrifice yeah. bunt or strike and out. I, you know, I was, at, I was at you know a Cubs game, you know, and it was. I think it was against the Dodgers, and there was like you know a, a rally was going. It didn't matter. Probably it was the Dodgers doing it, and and, <laughs> and the pitcher comes up. So now you have this like pitching strategy where you can, you know, like I, I can get this guy out, or there's a big advantage to like helping you know getting this guy to be the first at bat the next inning. Right. Changes. There's all sorts of things that like like okay, that's kind of interesting. I agree to think about that stuff. You still get to think about that stuff as you work your way through a lineup. You yeah. just don't have the yeah. obvious sore thumb of a pitcher. You have to be still a little more sophisticated. You have to be a little more sophisticated about it. <laughs> so you still have to do it, but it's just not. It's a little more nuanced. And I'm sorry, but it's just kind of like baseball games getting exciting. Guys are getting on base, and then suddenly it's like you have a person who comes up to the plate who literally doesn't do this. You know, like. There, it's just like this guy's not this guy. This guy doesn't know how to do it. Like he'll get a hit once every hundred tries because it's just the you know, I don't sheer luck. But he'll go like one for seventy. You know, it's like it's, like, it's that's not fun. Like to me, that's just not fun. So they say, well, I'll have pitchers who hit better. Well, you know, we realistically, I mean, the, the trend has been so extreme the other way that you know. I, I don't know. Like, that's the, how do you reverse that trend? Uh, because plenty, because uh, people are two-way players. Growing up, it's not like it's not like yeah. youth baseball is. But th- there's yeah. no there's no intention to like. Wh- why would anyone want to reverse that? You know, like to extend their career. Like I, I think they're going to want to pour everything into pitching or hitting or. Well, no, makes like, sense. Pitching's really yeah. hard. Yeah. Hitting. If you focus also, on it, maybe that's another one of the reasons like these guys are better pitchers is because they don't bother with the hitting. So you see guys get better at hitters, become better hitters in the majors. You know, it's like when they're kind of more finished as a pitcher, and they have to more time to actually work on something in batting practice and care about it. Like yeah. you know, John Lester again. Sorry, people at the Cubs, but that you know, know. He, he became a better <laughs> hitter. You know, guy. You know, guys. It happens. Um, but it's not a given not everybody really cares not everybody works on it. some guys never get better uh and you know again it just to me it's not as fun to see a pitcher disrupt a rally as as it is to the thinking of you know when do i bond how do who do i pitch around you know i you know like that stuff's not as fun as as okay, here's an actual hitter. And you still have that, how do I manage this lineup? And you're still going to have a soft spot possibly, you know, in the eighth or ninth spot of a lineup. That just won't be a guy who's clearly not capable. And I know it leads to the occasional exciting rare thing, and that to me, the excitement over that exception to me kind of demonstrates how lame it is normally. 
Like right. he got a broken bat single. Yeah. It was oh, amazing broke... and awesome. It's Super. like, okay, what does that what does that tell you? What does that tell you? And even Madison Bumgarner, who's has who's reputed to be such a great hitter, really isn't that good of a hitter. Right. He's he like actually, a two hundred hitter who can yeah, he's hit actually bombs occasionally. Kind of so so. Okay, I make my one knock on Otani, which sure. I, I guarantee because it's a prediction, really. They 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 kind of protected him this year. He did not face many left-handed pitchers. And they've basically tried to, you know, mostly, you know, mostly used him against righties. And if you'll get a split, you can kind of see, you know, the numbers reflected better against one than the other. That, I think, is going to be, like, next year his thing. Like, Otani becomes a masher against lefties. Where he's going to look at himself and assess himself and be like, what are my two weaknesses? Okay, one, my elbow snapped. That's Okay, that's that's already being worked on. <laughs> and the other is they didn't trust me against left-handed pitching, and I didn't give them much reason to trust me. Although he did have some good looking at bats and home runs off them later in the year, so you know. So it's like that's going to be the thing, where naturally the splits kind of converge, uh, but also I think he's going to be focused on that. So there's my Otani prediction for next so, year. So the prediction is just so we have it. It is splits terrible. So the splits come together that he improves massively against lefties. Yes, that's more than just he go, oh, you know, kind of you know, just like, no, this is going to be a thing. Like, he's going to work on it. Like, it will be, you know, so either he works on it and we know and he talks about it and fails, and I am still right in that case. So, my, my, so either he succeeds or if he fails, he says something that mitigates my, my prediction. Like, I tried, but failed. So I think that's going to be like it sounds like it's based on his goal setting tendencies. Yeah, I would imagine he'd be like, "What can I do to be better?" Well, I want to get in more games. He's going to want to play more, right? All right, convince uh, the new manager that you can go against lefties. Right. Oh, we're going to have so many new managers in baseball. I know, I know. It's and GM. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be, but their new GM in in Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore just cleared out. Kind of crazy. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's you know they're they're going. The Baltimore had a bad year, like bad. Like teams usually don't aren't this bad. I think there was a Tigers yeah. team. In, oh yeah. You know what was it? But there was a Tigers team not terribly long ago that was quite bad. It lost like 111 or something. But then you, you almost have to go back to. You don't find teams with this many losses in the divisional era. You find them back in, like, Mets, the 62 Mets, the infamous, does anyone know how to play this game team? And way back further in history. I mean, this was a historically awful team, 60 games behind and things like that. There was just, you know, so that's it. Buckshaw Walters out, Duquette's out. It'll be interesting, too, because the new regime has the first pick in the draft. Not that that's yes. like going to cure everything, but um, that, that certainly doesn't help. hurt. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing about these teams that are, you know, the tanking phenomenon. Yeah, it do, it's not going to work. Just two, there's two. If everybody's doing it. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, there, there's the perfect storm. Problem. It's like the teams who are the early adopters of this strategy can get away with it, right? But if everybody's doing it, you're you're hosed. That's a bad. That's the time to do it. You're 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 going to the the math doesn't work in your favor. If there are three teams failing, it's one thing. If there are ten, 
which is really, I mean, there are a lot of teams that are, I think attendance reflected that this year too. Yep. A lot of teams fell out of it quickly and then got rid of everybody. I mean, Baltimore like became unrecognizable. It wasn't just that they were losing. It's like they, you know, Machado was gone and you know, all the, all their name players were, were gone except for Chris Davis. And he was absolutely horrible. So, you know, it's a rough year for them. I, I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be bad again yeah. next year. It's not a quick fix for sure. No, they're not going to be good for a while. I, I don't. They, they seem to be in deep trouble. So sorry, Oriole fans. It's been it was a bad year, but it, teams improved. The Astros were terrible. The Cubs were terrible. Like there is the possibility, but the risk is there's a risk now that wasn't there for those teams. So you know, it just makes the the uh, necessity to hit on your gambles or your draft picks or whatever that much higher like you just the margin of error is so small because like you said there's other so teams scary. doing it and it's not just the draft well it's, I, i'm it's not sure. transactions like i agree to a certain extent because that makes sense right you're, you're you're putting more risk into this and you gotta do it but the astros didn't exactly hit you know they, they had they had got uh, you know Bregman's pretty in, and they had but they also had guys who didn't but that's the thing they, not every guy hit that that that's the thing I mean Appel was was a failure for yeah. them yeah and uh, there was another guy who just uh, the Brady uh, Brady uh, Aiken yeah his elbow right yep. he ended up with uh, he ended up blowing out his elbow and getting eventually to Cleveland uh, I think. But yeah, they they did not, you know, they got a pick back for that one. But you know, they did. So on one hand, yeah, it sounds like it. But if you look historically, I think maybe more to your point. Maybe this was your point. Was that that I didn't and I didn't get it. Was the now you can't miss. Like you don't have that Astros luxury. Like oops, we'll yeah, be back. Oh, next no, year. it's exactly it's exactly what I was saying. Oh, uh, okay. I, you I'm slow on the uptake. You can't miss when you have a bunch of teams because you might not be third next year. Again. Yeah, like. And, you might try as hard as you can to suck, but to get the tenth pick, which is a big difference. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, Anthony. When Anthony was here, he talked about this. It's like it starts to fall off fast. Like you're like top three. Yeah, you're probably going to nail like a good player there, and you're still probably going to nail a good player in the top ten. But there's way, way more potential to miss. And once you get out to like fifteen, twenty, I mean, so you've got to be. Lucky and good, smart and good, and <laughs> but also bad. be losing. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard. I, I understand. Like when you say, "Look, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose." It totally makes sense. Like I absolutely understand the philosophy of you know, seventy-two wins is is meaningless. Just go to sixty-seven. Yeah, I get it. I I kind of get it, but it's like also it'd be better if the system didn't incentivize that. The draft worked differently. And yeah. also, even with all those things in place, it's not going to work right now. I, it, or it's not going to work. There's going to be teams who attempt this strategy or or, appear, or or tolerate their losing, whether it's strategic or not, in, in a way that like, we can turn this around because of this formula. It's not, that formula is so different now. I mean, it'll it's be, just yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the, what the, the next – because there's always you know, cycles and 
So it'll be interesting to see what the next, uh, you know, inefficiency or the next trend is in terms of, you know, organizing your team and, and how you build a team. Because, like you say, like, this isn't going to happen. Pitching. Two things are like, you know, the flexibility thing yeah. of uh, it's this weird thing where pitching people people are willing to do different things with their pitching. So there's more flexibility in the philosophy of how we use our pitching staff. And then the shifting. Again, there's more flexibility in those philosophies. So I think we'll see more innovation because I think we've seen it it breeds it. You know, it's like people are more yeah. willing to do things in a conventional way. But all but what that's kind of done is it changed talent pool. Like you you evaluate we're evaluating pitchers differently now. Yeah, can he he's, he's a starter or he's a reliever. Now right. it's like maybe he's a middle guy. Yeah, maybe he's yeah. a two inning guy. Maybe he's this guy. But and also defensively, the shifting has really altered. What is your position when you have your third baseman spending a significant amount yeah. of time on the, the right side of the infield? Yep. Um, you know the, the amount of shifting is one of the reasons why the Brewers were like we can go with the big boy infield. You know and have, you know. Was it Travis Shaw playing middle second base or something? And you so you have this, and it worked. They won the division and everything. Um, you you find that you can configure, you can make up for defensive ineffect ineffectiveness with positioning and moving the guys around your infield such a way that there's okay if he's not our best infielder we'll keep him batter to batter out of the out of the hot spot you know it's it just you know or you may say you're a third baseman but you have to know how to turn a double play at second totally and i think so. that that's that's totally one thing that like you said uh, the brewers the cubs are all over um and then with the pitching uh you know tampa bay obviously is you know a kind of innovation and and there are other teams as well i think it's um it'll be interesting to see because there's there is um and in, like even going back to something that we've talked about before when we talked about the opener uh with RJ a few episodes ago um teams teams will always want the horse you know the stud Justin yeah. Verlander type and it's like the of anything else is a fallback anything else is like plan b because if you have somebody like John Lester or Verlander, yeah, it's, it's not predictable otherwise. And that's yeah. what probably happened with the A's here. They're down six. And people are going to say, it didn't work. It's like, well, you know, whatever. It didn't work tonight. Yeah. It, it, it was what the be- it gave them. Did it give them their best chance to win? Okay, probably. probably. Yeah. And But did it work? No. Okay. So this isn't, you know, we'll see. This, we'll see if this is a referendum on bullpenning. But it's going to happen again on Thursday with the Brewers. It's oh, going to yeah. keep happening. And in some games it's going to work, some games it's not. Just like some games your starting pitcher can you know, spit the bit pretty early. Some games they go a long time. But you're right. The One of the main reasons I think people forget about this is that the predictability. So as you're a manager, it's a lot fewer things to worry about if you have a guy who can throw even just six innings for you on a consistent basis. Sure. You're not asking for nine anymore. That's fine, but if you go, if you, you know, if you can do that occasionally, if you know you're going to get at least half the game done for the team, yeah. Well, that, like Russell Carlton wrote an article about Jacob Degrom, um, and then I think he talked about how part of Degrom's value is that he always went deep, and yeah. like it wasn't just that he was dominant, which he was, but he always went deep, 
and that is um, the value of it just pitching innings and I think we may have to look at that because I think I think if we study it we'll show we'll be able to show that like yeah you know what working deeper into the game has additional value and we should probably credit you that 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 if you can get outs third time through the order right I think DRA already takes a very happy look at that I think we should also be looking at how those innings you know accumulate value themselves I mean, there may be you know there may be some shifting of, of one value around towards the pitcher and away from the defense maybe um because it, there seems to be something there that it just makes sense. We have to do the math, but I think th- I, it makes sense to me. If we can start valuing the ability to work deep and throw innings, and like we talked about in one of our earlier shows with the innings eaters, and yep. that, that'd be good. That'd be good, and that'd be valuable too to understand what effect it has. How much? You- yeah. Well, uh, uh, before we wrap up, I want to give a shout out to um, a Kickstarter that's going on right now, um, a fellow by the name of Austin. He is starting a baseball magazine, like a hard copy magazine. It's called Road Grays Magazine, and um, it looks like it's going to be awesome, and I am pumped about it and i'm supporting him and i would invite you all to check it out and if it looks cool to you uh support them as well uh we may may chat with austin at some point um as they're getting their kickstarter going but i think it's close to funded so uh, that's exciting if it's something that looks cool to you um kick in a few bucks and um get them over the line and if you have suggestions on how uh player cards online <laughs> hit up both Harry and myself yeah let us know we're, we're, we're taking suggestions we've done so we've done some research on this before and people are kind of like well I don't know it's like so if you happen to have thoughts on it if you have thoughts on it or um, even um, would be interested <laughs> interested in uh, even being a part of a conversation uh, that might be something that would be interesting to just collect some some information from folks and maybe we can um, yes join our join our focus group of some of yes. some reporters you know whatever it is but yeah. Uh, yeah but if you're interested in in participating in some way um, it's definitely a project that is ongoing that we would love input and uh, conversation around definitely enjoy the enjoy the rest of the pile. Go!